0: That's right, chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone. Good day to you. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast. This is a podcast about test cricket by armchair critics of the game. Uh, We've been receiving uh, support and feedback from listeners from all over the world. Uh, Keep supporting us. Uh, We would also like to thank Guerrilla Cricket and Guerrilla Cricket South Africa for helping us by spreading the word about our podcast. Um, Do continue to listen to us and also introduce this to your cricket-loving friends. You can find us on Podbean or Apple Podcasts or even Spotify. Just look for Armchair Cricket Podcast or find the links to these uh, in the episode description. Um, do not forget, you know, you have to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, but then uh, you share your real thoughts in the comment section, right? Remember that. Um, you can email us on armchair.cricket at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at armchaircrickpod.com. Uh, We are in fact um, uh, sometimes online, uh, you know, during an ongoing match. So you can join us for a banter there. It would be fun. Right. Um, I am Giri. I am joined today by uh, Ajit. Hello, Ajit. Welcome to Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hi, Giri. Uh... How are you? How how have you been? How has the last uh, one week been for you?
1: Oh, it, is, it has been an excellent week, uh, such a lot of cricket, you know, as I say, my cup runeth over with joy, but uh, I had to right. continue reminding myself, you know, I have to also work for a living, so, oh yeah, reality, yeah, yeah reality. Yeah, that makes the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, speaking of a lot of cricket, shall we start with Australia-Sri Lanka then? Why not? The day and night match at uh, Gabba. Right. Yes. Yes. Of course. So it was a very interesting match. I mean, uh, I think you had already prophesized in the previous episodes that Sri Lanka may have to bear the brunt of the Australian fury regarding Mm -hmm. what happened with the India tests, Mm -hmm. and it has almost come to fruition. So they were routed uh, for an innings victory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Innings and how many runs was
1: that? Forty runs. Forty runs. Yeah. So if you look at uh, yeah, let's say. it looked like Mitchell Stark was coming back a little bit to his own. He got two wickets in the first innings, right? There were a couple of very promising debuts. Curtis Patterson had a good debut. And uh, I think um, also Jay Richardson, this was a mention, isn't it? He was really good yeah. in what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, of course, uh, I think... Uh, Patty Cummins, right? Patty Cummins. Yes, man. The man of the hour. Ten wickets in the match. Yeah. Six wickets in the second one, second innings, right? Yeah. He was doing very good, I thought. And, of course, also during batting, I thought we saw a little bit of, um, you know, let's, let's say what was missing during the um, India series. Uh, the Australian mm-hmm. batting turned up, at least partially. They were able to score more than 300. You know, first of all, they were able to keep the opposition down to 144, right, in the first innings.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Only Dikwala stood out. He made a very counter-attacking 64, mm-hmm. but I think he had no support.
2: Yeah, but do, don't you think uh, Sri Lanka were already uh, a little bit spent out? In uh, New Zealand, I don't know if they had any energy on the field. To be honest, they well, looked quite lackluster while they were batting. Uh, and well, apart from you know uh, Suranga Lakmal who worked very really well, uh, he got his five wickets right. I mean
1: five wickets. In oh man, course. really? Yeah. You got to feel for this guy, right? Yeah. He, this is his second five for in this joint tour, New Zealand-Sri Lanka, New Zealand-Australia tour for Sri Lanka. Mm. I think he got a five for in New Zealand, which test uh, the test they lost. Now also in this test match, he's gotten a five for and they've lost it. Right, you really feel for this fast bowler. I think he, he sort of uh, his uh, travails or his struggles sort of encapsulate what it is to be a fast yeah. bowler from the subcontinent. Maybe not from Pakistan, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, yeah I know. The
1: yeah. thankless mm-hmm. job that you get for being a fast bowler from uh, our part of the world. You keep doing your best, and your batsmen let you down sometimes when you're abroad. You know. So yeah. in this case, always. You know,
2: I mean, I think yeah. apart from the that, uh, uh, who was that? Uh, Angelo Matthews and uh, Kusal Mendes you know doing that survival act yeah, I think yeah, they have yeah. they have been I, I think they have not been up to the mark I mean, they, I mean they have a lot of talent but I don't think they performed well
0: uh, no, not consistently enough yeah, to make any right.
1: difference yeah. no no at the beginning of the series I remember Chandimal saying this is a good opportunity for them as well just like what India did you know mm. he was very cautious about it but he sounded optimistic but now it looks like mm-hmm. it didn't come too much because well their top order completely misfired in both innings mm. look in the top six across two innings, the highest score is 32. Right? Yeah. This is bad. You, you have you have many you have many talented people here. Karunaratna is a is a very stodgy batsman. He he was one of the more successful openers last year, right? In tests.
0: Yeah.
1: Manna, I have no clue why he's in this team for an opener who's played 30 tests. He averages 23. I, I don't know. He I think they need to stop uh, this experiment with Tiramana. Is he the best they have or no, one of the best? No. No? There is a Sadira Samaravikrama who's younger, mm-hmm. okay. who has as much promise if not more than Tirimana. But uh, maybe he's been given a run. But I know he's in the squad for this tour. Maybe he needs to be given a chance in the second test match. Look, Karuna Ratna made a 24. It was it was good. He took up more than a session's time in the first innings. But mm. there was nobody to play with him. Chandimal came and went. Mendes 14. Uh, I think Roshan Silva, nine, Dhananjaya de Silva, five. When I look at Mendes or Dhananjaya de Silva badge, they're supremely talented. Or let me say, they're not as talented as Sangakara or Jaivardana, but just just a little bit less than that. When you look at them, mm. also when you look at Chandimal, such a, such a promising cricketer. Five years ago, if you could imagine, he was the up-and-coming cricketer from our region, right?
0: Mm.
1: There is no conversion of this promise. Right. Mm-hmm. They they have a they have like this roster of really talented people coming through from the school cricket and their club scene, but then they are not able to crack it at the highest level. I think um, of course you had this very strong middle order. Sri Lanka is also very known for their middle order batting. right? You had yeah. Can you imagine in the last Sri Lanka tour of Australia I remember the middle order was Jaivardana, Sangakara, right? I think mm-hmm. Sanat Jayasuriya may have still been around by that at that point in time, but then you have um, you know, you still had Kilan Samaravira. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So some very nice, uh, nice batsmen there. They couldn't do much on that tour. Look, I mean, I'll, I'll say they didn't win any test matches, or even, they even competed very. I think they may have competed well, but it's not enough. I agree. But then this is very disappointing. De is, is is a counter attacker, and I guess he's, he's right in at, at seven in that in in that uh, batting lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pereira is a bit of an all rounder. He can give you a useful twenty on his day. But then the rest are bowlers, right? You have Kumara, Chamira and Lakmal. Who are not really known for their batting, so it was a real letdown having you know sort of uh, been put in. But then uh, with the pink ball, the ball does a bit more. We know that it's a day-night test, right? Let's not let's not take anything away from them. They they had a chance after having bowl, being bowled out for one forty four, right? They yeah. are not able to then do much. I think I think by the end of the first day, uh, Australia were seventy two for two already um so it, it seems a bit weird um if you look at the next morning when you look at what happened in the second morning i think australia again marcus harris took a lot of uh, time, time out of the game uh, he seems to be doing good so i think he he's sort of progressing nicely for me from australian perspective so and then Burns was brought back. He didn't have a very successful match, but then he only got one inning. And kwaja failed again. He mm-hmm. he failed to spin, right?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Lyon <laughs> was the um, night watchman, and he sort of uh, hung on. Uh, then he did his job overnight. But then a lot of credit goes to Labushan and uh, Labushan and Head. Right? They both made yeah. very enterprising 80s. And then. Yeah. Um, I can uh, also say uh, Curtis Patterson sort of tried to hold one end up for a debutant. I thought he looked, he was a little nervous, you could see that. But then he sort of settled down, hit a couple of comfortable boundaries. And then you could see that in this guy took up 82 balls for a 30. It boards well, I think. And I think he batted at 6 or 7. Uh, and they usually blood their new batsman at 6, 7. Right? Even Yeah, that's pointing. quite
2: natural, I think. Uh, if you have a debutant, you usually end up uh, being number 6 or something. Right? Even Virendra Saivak started there, if I'm not I wrong. I guess
1: so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think... Uh, when it comes to where the Savag, uh, I think John Wright should be given the credit for you know, turning him into a very successful opener. Yeah, but scoring uh, a de-
2: debut century in uh, South Africa, you remember that all those
1: years ago? Ah, yeah, yeah, that was a real uh, turnaround. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. anyway, going forward here, um, I think they, they now look, they, they not only bundled out the opposition for 144 bowling first, I think Mitchell mm-hmm. Stark looked very incisive and Jay Richardson. It looks like he's cut out for test cricket, right? This guy is very good. You were sort of opining in the previous episodes. Yeah. Is it an overkill to already introduce this guy rather than have a banker, somebody who can keep? I, I was sort of saying Siddle may play. I think they mm-hmm. went with uh, Jay Richardson. I but, think this guy yeah, looks I, too- I'm
2: happy to be you know proven wrong. I think he did really well uh, in this match. He did he he was very incisive, if I can say yeah. that. And yeah, I, yeah. I heard one of his interviews the other day on television. There's some feature interview. I think I saw a snippet of it. Mm-hmm. And then this guy talks about uh, idolizing uh, Dale Stein. Dale yes, Stein yes, is his hero.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that. Yes.
2: Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, so it was good to hear that he idolizes Dale Stein. Uh, and he's more of that, that mould. I think if you look at him physically, he's not really a tall uh, guy with broad shoulders. He's more in uh, of uh, Dale Stein type as well. So I think uh, he may. I mean, I think he has a very bright
1: future. He, Indeed. He's, uh, yeah. Look, some of the best bowlers, right? You couldn't really. They were not really physically very intimidating people. But what you cannot forget, for example, Anderson, I don't think is a very intimidating presence. For example, he's over six he's, foot. I think he's six yes, one yes. or six two right? I mean yes, yeah. yes, I agree. But I think he's more physically very fit. He looks like an elastic snapping when he bowls, right? Mm. That's the that's the impression I get when I look at Jay Richardson. That's how he gets this the snap at the crease with the shoulders and the mm-hmm. hips pivoting. Yeah. That's where he gets the space. And you're right when you say, you know, his heroes Stein. I, I, I remember seeing this in Stein. You know, Stein is a supreme athlete. Let's not forget that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think, yes, you're right. Also, the lengths he bowled on that pitch looked very nice for me. He proper test match lengths. And yeah. he was able to sort of, you know, and there were a couple of shock, uh, let's say, dismissals. I think, if I'm not wrong, Mendes and... Uh, Chandimal were sort of surprised at the amount of pace he was able to generate off the
2: yeah, pitch. Yeah, I think he's he's quite skiddy. Yes, he's very yes. skiddy. Yeah. I think uh, it, it, I think the the ball uh, the the pitch does not absorb the impact of the ball. It skids off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, where, where if you compare that against a would he hits the pitch really hard, right? I mean. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. So. That's so a good I mean,
1: that's a yeah. good comparison. I would say so. This guy is more of a skiddy bowler. He's not uh, bang the ball or hit the ball. Just the middle mm-hmm. of the pitch. You have Pat Cummins for that and you have Stark on his day. Right? Yeah. Indeed. So, that was the story of the first innings of Australia. And uh, look, the lead was too much. 170, a lead of 170 plus is never, never easy. And uh, second innings, I, I usually Sri Lanka turn out well in the second innings, right? Yeah. They're always a bit, they come out fighting and they're able to do more. Unfortunately, again, Tirumanna in this case was able to hold out for almost 100 balls. Yep. I don't know if that means he gets another go, but in my book, he doesn't. But um, as you say, maybe they may choose to drop one of these middle-order guys like uh, Roshan Silva or De Silva and then maybe bring in Sadhira Samarvikrama and play him mm-hmm. at three, for example, right? Let Chandimal drop down. There's no mendes yeah. in this play.
2: But Chandimal is normally a number three player, right? I
1: mean, he's, yes, he's not yes, playing at number four. Usually, no, no, no. He doesn't yeah. because you have Matthews who plays at four or five. And but
2: unfortunately, that gives them he's that,
1: uh, yeah. yes, he's injured. Out. Yeah. Mm. But speaking of injuries, I think it doesn't uh, board well for Sri Lanka that Kumara is injured. It looks like it's a long uh, injury. It's a four layoff? to six week. Mm. Yes, long That's injury mm. And th- this means he'll miss not only the second test but the upcoming South Africa tour. I think. Right, which is unfortunate. Then you have hmm. Chamira, who looks like is injured but nothing major. We don't know the extent of the injury was what Chandimal had to say at the end of the play. So we don't know how that will shape up. That that doesn't that doesn't look good for Sri Lanka man, How
2: I mean. many seamers do they have now? Can, can I we can take a look at their squad?
1: There is still uh, Rajita. So this guy Charita Rajita. Yeah, I mean, Charita uh, Rajita, yeah. I think that's not his full name, but Rajit Kail used the word Rajit. See, Rajita, I forget his first name. I'm sorry. So, this guy is still good. He's sort of very much like Chamira in his build and also the way he bowls. Yeah. Kasun Rajita. Kasun. Ha, Kasun Rajita. Not yeah. C, but K. So, thanks for directing yeah. me. No worries. So that guy is good. And I think he'll directly slot in, but we don't know, right, whether they have another one in the. Stocks, but maybe Chamira may recover in time. Let's see how that goes. So, what I would like to also bring to a little bit of attention here is what's happening with the Australian selection. Man, look, Curtis, <laughs> yeah. this pushed his way up the queue by yeah. scoring twin hundreds mm. in the warm-up match against uh, Sri Lanka. So he did well there, right? So what I hear is this guy was already on the short list. So he sort of pushed his way up the short list and made it mm. to the eleven. That was good on him. Mm. And Pukowski is is very young. Look, let's not forget, Pukowski has only played eight first-class matches, right? So, of which there are two really beginnings, which are very promising. So, they sort of brought him in and sort of let him absorb the lessons from the environment, right? So, that is nice. So, we never expected him to debut. But, again, there is a little bit of randomness. or Let's say we can't find out what is happening, right? Are are you talking
2: about Renshaw then?
1: Yes. So, now Renshaw has been released after the first test. <laughs> it seems a bit weird for me because why bring him? And it's only a two-test match a two test match series, right? Let's just. And who, who comes in? Who comes in his place? Stoyness. It's, it's okay, pretty, the white ball cricketer. Yes. Nice. He's, yeah. he's had a lot of success. He's shown that maturity, both in mm-hmm. BBL and on, also in the Australian Colors while playing in the shorter formats. That's good. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So, why are they sort of… Uh, I, I don't know where he fits in in this team. Let me put mm-hmm. it like this. Do they need another middle order guy? I don't think they see him as an opener. If they do, I think that might be a mistake because what this effectively means by leaving out Renshaw mm. and the only other opener in the team is Pukowski. Mm. So Pukowski comes in for the second test match, right? Yeah. But what sort of a message are you sending out to Renshaw? I don't get it. One test match you're in, then you're out. Maybe there's more going on. Look, but uh, but if uh, let me ask you a question:
2: If Stoynov is going to play in the uh, the playing eleven. Uh-huh. Where does he slot in? Where which which six, place does he take? Lower, middle, order, right? Or, six,
1: seven, five, six, seven, somewhere there. because uh, They have to. So, they have Travis Head, yeah.
0: Patterson,
2: and Payne. Payne will not be replaced, of course. So they have Travis Head and
1: Patterson, and Labush Kagni uh, So who do you replace? Look, Labush La and, La and Head did their bit. Yeah. At least Patterson showed enough that he should be persisted with. Maybe mm. there is no space for Straines. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Okay. Yeah, so there's only drop. one test match, right, in Canberra, that's it.
0: Yes, the next you, one you, you drop
1: Renshaw, you bring in Pukowski. And the same team plays, Possibly. Right? I don't know why Stannis is required. What sort of a message are you telling him by bringing him to the squad? But I don't see him getting a test.
2: You know, oh, like they say, like they say, you know, if you can't choose wisely, choose randomly. Is this I, one of those
1: cases? <laughs> look, I think some some boards have made these mistakes before, right? England cricket board was famously very jittery in the eighties and early nineties. They were not, you know, in a, an interview today from Darren Gough, I think Darren Gough was saying it was more like close your eyes, put your hand in a hat full of names, and pick one. Literally, <laughs> think, it's uh, really lucky lucky draw, you know. <laughs> literally, because in the eighties, in the eighty eight series versus. West Indies, if I'm not wrong, it was not mm. a very good series, of course. They had four captains, right? And one of those was, uh, I think, uh, Colin Cowdery's son, Chris Cowdery, who never played again after that. Mm. So, let's let's not go into that. But at the end of the day, I think there may be more going on here. I think the coach, Justin Langer, yeah. may have a lot uh, of influence here in yeah. the way this team is being chosen. And... Maybe that is why people like Wade can't get him.
2: I'm just curious. Yeah, Matthew about... Wade. I really feel sorry for him. And he, he's in such a nice form for uh, Hobart Hurricanes in the BBL. Yes. And I also read that he has had one of the best seasons. One of his good seasons, you know. Uh, yes. In Shield. Sheffield Shield. And he is one of the top scorers there with about 570 odd runs. And an average of uh, 63-64. Agree. So, he's, he's also really playing well. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't think he has a place in this uh, playing 11. Because no. keeping-wise, uh, Tim Payne is pretty much uh, the captain. So, he's not going to go away. Batting-wise, they as have a enough.
1: No, playing yeah, as well. a batter. Because, look, if he has the runs, it looks like in that article that we were referring to, he's mm. being told that he bats too low for his state team. Mm. What sort of a reason is that? <laughs> if you can play... Uh, look, I have nothing against this guy, Curtis Patterson, right? He's done yeah. well. Yeah, and he's pushed his way into the team through the sheer weight of runs. But yeah. so, does, so does probably somebody like uh, Wade deserve a chance at the same number 6 position. Plain as a batsman there. And he's a lefty. Right? Yeah. You have Paja. Then you have Head and Labushka, Labushain who are both right-handers from Matrang. Then mm. let this guy back. Right? Yeah. Then Plain is a right-hander. So is yeah. uh, Lyon, Right? Then you have only Mitchell Stark there who's also a lefty. Yeah. See, he also brings that other thing. But... Look, uh, let's see how this shapes up. I don't want to go. Too no, much. but he's
2: also a natural striker of the cricket ball. He he hit, yes. uh, he hits the ball really hard. You know, uh, he opens the batting with darcy shot uh, for huh? Hobart. huh. Um, so uh, if not Test cricket, why not just you know give him a chance in the white ball
1: white ball cricket, like you know uh-huh. play him in the one day uh, series for example. Look, in the white ball cricket, it's another it's another thing. I mean, if we get started on that, it might take more time because I, there's no place for Matty Wade in the white ball cricket unless he goes at the top, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Instead of the keeper, who's there right now, Carrie, if
0: hmm. Matty
1: Wade were to open with Aaron Finch, maybe that yeah. solves many of the issues. Because otherwise, they have too many people already queuing up in that middle order in the short Yeah. Glenn Maxwell, you have, yeah. have stoiness right? You have, hmm. And all of these people that are already like sort of fixtures in that team. Where does Wade come in at 6 or 5? I don't see him playing. I don't see him playing at 3 or 4 either. He's not a guy that plays there, right? Hmm. So, it's a bit weird. So, the other thing I would like to mention is the appointment of Head and Cummins as the vice-captains for the series. What do you think,
2: on? Well, it's a bit weird. Uh, I think Cummins was already a vice-captain, right? Yeah.
0: I yeah. think no, Hazelwood, Hazelwood Hazel, was uh, one of the vice-captains.
2: Vice and Mitchell Marsh, both of them are not playing. So, uh, so they had to Mitchell. name two of them. So, it's uh, either... I mean, I think it's Head and Cummins, like you said, but not uh, Lion or Kwaja. I mean, who else is there? Who else is a more senior guy?
1: No, I, look, Lion, I don't know if he has any... Captaincy nows or a captaincy experience, he would have. He's just a very uh, experienced cricketer in that team, who's played who's played international cricket long enough. He would have made a good choice. Mm -hmm. So would have Khwaja. He's -hmm. one of those automatic picks on in this eleven, right? I would go to him as the vice captain. So one of the most more consistent,
2: uh, you know, uh, playing uh, person in the team. You know, he's one of those people who is always
1: there in the team. Exactly. So, the guy who goes on the team sheet first or second after paying, probably. So, why not make him the vice-captain? Isn't it? So, Mm -hmm. usually the truism in cricket is you don't pick a captain and then pick 11. The truism is you first pick 11 and then choose one as a captain, right? Mm -hmm. Or vice-captain in this case. But anyway, um, some very interesting questions with the selections, right? And uh, the appointments of captains and vice-captains. I think think we need to move on, but um, more questions raised, also from just as a quick, uh, you know, expectation of what will happen in the second test. Do you expect Sri Lanka to make a comeback at all? No, nah, I don't see that happening now. I don't see oh. that happening now. Really? Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would really like to see that happen. Mm-hmm. But I think the chances of that happening are
1: quite low. Look, I
2: mean, I, I hope their batsmen, you know, stand up. And they are always get, a bit more yeah. So, the bowling was okay. I think the bowling was okay. They, Australia was still restricted to under 350. That was fine. Yes. If the batsmen can't score 200-250, if they can't bat like two sessions or two and a half sessions, they won't give their bowlers a chance. It's it's too yes. hard of them.
1: No, two and a half sessions is nothing. You need to bat two days probably. once.
2: No, least, right? but you know, you start Please. with two sessions, right? I mean, you, you play out the first hour and then play till lunch. You know, lose as less wickets as, uh, less wickets as possible. You start with that. I mean, you have to start with… Some kind of a method You have to m- Be present Right I mean You, you have to stay Long enough uh, Out on the field Make their make the Australian ballers Spend a lot more time At the crease At the, at the wicket Then you have a chance
0: Agreed okay. uh, So
1: This is so one of the way In which the Indian team Sort of Exactly can happen. Yeah. Huh? So okay. Grind, okay. Them down, grind them down Grind them down Agreed yeah. you know it's in Canberra I, have, I don't know much about the pitch I don't know if they've played test matches there I don't think they have so that's going to be is a this new the first
2: change. one I, have, I haven't I uh, so. actually done research on this I yes. don't know if it's the first ever
1: first ever at. test on the Canberra pitch if I'm not really? wrong really okay that's
2: interesting. So that's interesting
1: That's might be new let, let's, let's let us me not commit to that but this is but, what I believe let's
2: see but right. talking about you know talking about occupation at the crease
1: uh-huh. we
2: had another uh-huh. interesting uh, uh, few days of test cricket all right. At Barbados. Let's move on to the
0: real
1: yeah. carnage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you
1: think about that? Oh, man. I'm always very happy to see West Indies succeed, right? Yeah. So, if you we were to quickly go go through the, let's say, the scorecard there. So, uh, just to summarize what happened, it was so good. Um, West Indies, first of all, you know, uh, while batting, uh, I think England made a few mistakes. Mm. So, uh, look it's not it's it's not a very it's not a very easy thing to come back from 77 so first of all uh, the english bowlers did really well so sort of west indies were cruising and with the second new ball yeah. i think sanderson this this ageless guy yeah. who keeps improving like a whiskey or whatever who keeps becoming better and better yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you may call that so <laughs> he took another 5 4 with the second new ball right
0: yeah. and then
1: they were nicely set up i remember tweeting Chase and Hetmyer, if they can see the day through, uh, England are in for a lot of lot of pain in the second day. Yeah. And then within five to six overs. So if you look at the scores, they were um, four for 240. From that to eight for 264 in that eight over period, nine over period. This is where Anderson comes to the fore really. This guy is awesome. So just a shout-out to our uh, friends from Guerrilla Cricket. They mentioned during the radio commentary stint that Anderson took these three wickets in the spell. He crossed 200 wickets abroad. That is outside England. So that's very well done from him. And now, look, his pedigree is without doubt. He's 520, 530 or more wickets. And Mm -hmm. this is a proven performer. And he was able to shoulder the load even though they decided to drop broad, which is already a bit of a sore point for me because... This did not look like a two spinner wicket. And look at the amount of bowling Adil, Adil Rashid really did.
0: No, he on went, <laughs> went for
1: plenty. He went for plenty. No, fact. no, first innings was okay. First innings Yeah, second, second innings. Sorry. Yeah. Bowl, mm. but between them, they hardly bowled. And in the second innings, every time he bowled, it was a wrong time as a leg spinner. This is my personal opinion, right? So you think so, the team balance was not right? No, it was not. I would have included broad if you were really keen on two spinners. It's still possible, right? Why mm-hmm. should Sam Curran play on this pitch? He is not fast enough and he swings the the ball after 5 or 8 overs. His utility is not much. And you see that in the number of overs he bowls. In the first innings, he's bowled 12. And Mm. in the second innings, he's bowled 17. Well, out of uh, 17, is not not a lot less. But they have taken him for runs at more than 4 and over. Right in both the innings. Mm. But this? maybe
2: he was included because of his batting ability. You know, he what? he did he uh, he played those counter-attacking uh, innings against India last summer. It's a different uh, thing. And the other thing is, whenever Sam Curran has played for
1: England, they have won. Oh, <laughs> come on, come on. That's, that's I like I like these anecdotes as much as the next guy or these facts. But come on, really? Look, he was effective against India. In fact, in one of those tests or two of those tests, I would even dare say he was the difference between the teams. Mm. No doubt. But on this pitch, I would not have played him ahead of broad. Somebody with 430 wickets. Come on, this guy is a proven performer. And what you have to not forget is this guy was on the decline about 18 months ago. There is a chance that he may have sort of been phased out by now. What he did was very significant. He went back to his coaches from his early days. He sort of reinvented himself. He brought back this venom. He brought back this intensity, broad. Right? Mm. And he was able to cross 400 wickets. Right? You can't, you can't discount that. And mm. I, I would not say just by selecting Broad, all their all their problems would have gone away. Mm. But at least, he would have shouldered a bit more responsibility along with Anderson and Stokes. Right? It looked like Stokes had to shoulder a lot of the responsibility. Look, yeah. what Stokes brings to this team is very unique. The intensity with which he bowls, he's able to make things happen. He bowls long 9-10-over spells, sometimes even a 14-over, or 15-over spell on either side of a break, for example. Right? and he bowls it with a lot of intensity so at some and point and he's quite think, rapid he bowls in excess of
2: 85 miles an hour exactly consistently
1: yeah no he, he's always at you right yeah. you can't sort of let go three balls an over and sort of see where it goes right mm-hmm. this guy was also very effective but at the end of the day how much why not play abroad and sort of take a little bit of stokes and anderson and then See where it goes from there. No, you want to play uh, Sam Curran, and I really didn't see a role for him on this pitch. But, but what about West Indies batting in the first right. innings? What do you think about that? So I thought they were set up beautifully. They were mm-hmm. playing well. There are a few missed opportunities from the top three. I thought they all got to forty plus.
0: You know, yeah,
1: one of those right. should have ground on to make 100 a hundred or you know one fifty plus. We had a debutant, right? Campbell. Yes, he looks promising. For me, I think he did between the two innings. I think he scored a forty-four and a thirty-three. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a great record if you look at his uh, first-class credentials. It's just an average of 30s in the 30s. Mm-hmm. But I think he he proved himself a lot with the bat in the West Indian A-tours. As a result, he's in this team. Also,
0: yeah.
1: I think he makes an ideal foil when you look at somebody like Craig Brathwaite. This is yeah. an ideal situation if you look at the beginning of the test match. Craig Brathwaite takes 130 balls, Bat bats the best part of two sessions out. Right, mm-hmm. That's his role. He's a sponge. He absorbs the He's pressure.
2: really. Sp- Patient guy, you know, he grinds yes. uh, the the attack. He, he likes to take the shine off the ball. It's you know? one of those
1: guys. old school, old school, old school yeah. But more like a Che Pujara or even let's say Sunil Gavaskar, one of those guys. Mm. Right? It's good. Yeah. But John, this Joseph Campbell, he's not Joseph Campbell, he's John Campbell, I'm sorry. He mm. attacked. He scored 44 or 53, even though it was a debut innings. I like that. And then Shy Hope followed that. Shy Hope sort of took up more time. But I Really liked what they did there so that they were able to set up in such a way that four for 240 you're, you're, you're in ascendancy, right? All yeah. you have to do is play out the remaining um eight or ten hours, even if it means you are 100 dips, you don't care. If you're 260 for four, even five tomorrow morning, because you have a bit of a sting in the tail, let's not forget, and uh, Shimran Hetmeyer comes in at six in this team, right? But Frost- they out. bat well until Jason Holder, so yes, now <clears throat> which Older batch. we saw what he could do in the second inning, For God's sake, look at what. But he Hetmyer, look
2: at but look at Hetmyer. He he did such a. I mean, I think he played a very aggressive innings, like he is expected of him. Yes. Uh, and uh, he scored a quick fire 81 out of uh, 109 deliveries. So he was, he was uh, very effective. I think uh, that really helped West Indies propel their score forwards. Otherwise, I think they would have been stuck in uh, second or third gear. Yes.
1: So, I think those additional 40 runs or additional 20, 25 runs that he got along with mm. Alzari Joseph. Alzari Joseph scored a 22 ball duck, but I have a lot of respect for that because they held up England for almost an hour in the second morning, right? Mm. This guy hits a boundary occasionally and or he takes a single of the last ball. So, right. they were able to do the classic, you know, shielding the tail ender sort of patting. I really like that. So, basically, 50 minutes to one hour, what they did sort of also, mm. I think, played into England's frustration. Yeah. So, nothing to take away from the efforts of Anderson and Stokes right in the first innings. Between them, they had nine wickets and they looked really sharp. But then when it came the time to bat, I think England really let them to start. Yeah, Again,
2: Anderson bowled for 30 overs. Uh, ben Stokes bowled about 25 overs. So, they had, I think they were physically uh, drained probably at the end of the first innings. That's a lot of overs for fast bowlers.
1: I agree. In One day, that's a lot in those very tiring yeah. conditions. Barbados is very hot, I'm sure, right? Yeah. But then the batsmen didn't raise their hand. The batsmen no. had to play 2-3 to sessions, let the bowlers get a bit of rest. <laughs> they wouldn't. It is a brain fade again. Look at that. The whole team has been bundled out. Look at their middle order. Joe Root all the way to Fox is four zero four zero two. That's terrible. <laughs> right? Because this is where, look, you have such a batting order. You have Adil Rashid coming in at 10. Mm. What more can you ask? This guy has first-class hundreds.
0: Mm. Right? Mm.
1: So, all you have to do is bat. You add 10-10 runs to each of these people who are playing. And then you have suddenly you've come to maybe two hundred and twenty or something, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, I think we mentioned it in one of our previous episodes. There is this test match tourism, right? Yeah. That you can lose a test match in a session. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. It, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think you, rem- I think you pinged me if I remember right. I was completely off. I was having. Yeah, a I
2: think you were. You were out for. Uh,
1: yeah. uh, you were out, and then. Uh, I pinged you that <laughs> there was carnage here and
2: they were completely uh, blown away by Keema Roach.
1: I was just expecting it. it'll be 70 for 2 and I'll go back in and I'll follow the match and then there's <laughs> 77 all out with 30 overs. Really? Yeah. What happened? One session, right? But then a lot of uh, kudos to Roach, man. Come on. He bowled splendidly. 17 that for 5. That was hostile. Right? But if Yeah, I think you, if you look at the
2: way the English batsmen were dismissed, so they mis- dismissed. I think some of them were because of pure fright. The balls leading up to those, which uh, were, you know, which actually ended their uh, innings, th- that was the reason. He was bowling with a lot of venom, a lot of pace. Uh, he was bowling at their ribs, you know. Guy like uh, Moinali, he played his first ball and then he was top edged, caught at fine leg.
0: Very first ball in Yeah.
1: You're right. He was spooked. He could see that also in the second innings.
2: Exactly. I think
1: he was a bit spooked by just looking at what was happening from the pavilion. This is one of those yeah. typical cases what I was yeah. telling you about a brain mm-hmm. fade, but probably as you say, he may, be, he may have been psyched out, you
0: know. Mm-hmm.
1: He was already fearing mm-hmm. what would happen by the time he pitched in and of course it was a short ball, right?
0: So, yeah.
1: I think they bowled with a lot of venom. Roach, yeah. when he came back, he's he spent two years out of test cricket, right? Was more or less self-imposed. But Look, he's not as fast as he used to be. This guy was like genuinely fast. But then even bowling at 83-84 mph, he has that intensity. And on yeah. the other side, you have Mr. Gabriel. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, God. This guy, this guy is like a proper old school, I'll beat you to death fast bowler. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but there is this anecdote about Malcolm Marshall. I, I don't know if I mentioned it uh, previously, but it's a good one. Just to give you an idea about what sort of ferociousness these guys brought into the bowling. Mm-hmm right? Mm-hmm. So, it happened to Jeffrey Boycott happened So, one day, Jeffrey Boycott was uh, sort of uh, coming back after a match and then uh, Marshall asked, hey, Jeffrey, are you going to be batting today? And uh, Boycott said, not if you're bowling. You know, this is Boycott talking to Marshall.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay. One of the most stodgy defenders in the game, still giving that grudging respect to Boycott. Mm-hmm. And there's this other instance where in a county game, I can't remember who was the recipient of this gem from Malcolm Marshall when he bowled a short ball and then yeah. uh, this batsman hooks him for a four. Okay. Malcolm Marshall just looks at him and says, why did you do that, man? Now I'll have to come around the wicket and kill you. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, and yeah. this
1: day was very vicious. So, why I'm saying this, all this is, Gabriel brings a bit of that. That, mm. that if I may say, that fervor, that really hostile uh, you know environment, he creates that. Where batsmen mm-hmm. are afraid for their fingers or their head or whatever you may call it. Mm-hmm. So he only bowled seven hours. but there was this hostility. Yeah, this yeah I think that was that was the most important thing.
0: Yeah.
1: The other thing I would like to say is what Holder and Joseph were able to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. There was no let up. You can yeah. see, uh, Aljari Joseph is a bit all over the place. He's still fitting his uh, you know game to the test cricket. Mm-hmm. So he was a bit costly, but he only bowled five hours. But what I see is Holder was the real difference there. He bowled a fantastic spell of eight overs for 15 runs, and he of course got two wickets. So that allowed Roach to continue to attack from that the other side. Yep. What happened is um, Holder is so consistent. He's more of a somebody was comparing him to Philander, even though he's a much bigger guy. He's six foot five and long, long levers, right? Long mm-hmm. arms, long limbs. But his 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 strength is his consistency. consistency the way he bowled. Yeah. Yeah. He was able to bring this out, and that assured them. All. Uh, you know, uh, they, there was no escape room. I've seen this happen in a tenor spell when the batsman feels suffocated. Wickets fall. Uh, wickets fall like cards, as you say, right? Mm. And he was able to. They were able to replicate it. That's a fantastic cauldron of a test match, which happened. And as you say, you blink and you miss. It's not blink and miss, but in test match, uh, parlance, an R is just a blink and a miss, right? And we missed. I missed the whole <laughs> first innings, man. Literally. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right? but it's okay. I think. Uh, but I think in the end, uh, if you look at what West Indies did uh, when they came back to bat, they didn't enforce the follow-on. That was they right could have thing. done that.
1: No, no, that was the right thing to do. You have yeah. a three-test match series. Let yeah. the bowlers tire out. They have only two Exactly.
2: So this was thinking about the, uh, the the upcoming test matches, not about this. I think that was very good on West Indies to uh, choose to bat on again. Uh, so in the second the, innings. Um, I think up. they had a. They, were they, had, they, were they had yeah. Five I or six. They had one. a bit of an ordinary start. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There was not so special. I think until uh, Hetmeyer started tried to enforce things like yes. he always does. Yes. And then when he got out, I, I mean, they had a lead of about 300 uh, runs. I think close to 300 or just over so, 300 runs.
1: 270 actually, if I'm not wrong. Het- Hetmeyer got out at um, sorry. So, Hetmyer got it to 120.
2: Got it at 120. Effectively,
1: West Indies, no, no, you are right. You are yeah. right. They were yeah, close then, to a 330 hmm. run lead. That, that's a different point to take off from, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean we take away anything from the way Holder and Dowlich played. Exactly. Man. I mean,
2: when Holder walked in, I think he looked like he was never going to leave that pitch. He,
1: exactly. It looked
2: like he owned that uh, ground.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, man. It's his ground, yeah. right? Yeah, of you course, know, but well, Holder is the first... Figuratively speaking, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the first... Barbadian to score a 100 as a captain on that pitch. After, can you take a guess? He was the first West Indian. Go for it. Sir uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Garfield Sobers. Oh, okay. First. That's a big name. Barbadian okay. to score a 100 at home as a captain. So, that, that's a big thing already. Look, whenever you look at this guy back, you see this calmness at the crease. Mm-hmm. The calmness that is brought about by confidence that I have the game. You know, you will not scare me. You will not just... Yeah. Uh, I don't have to be afraid of a short ball. I don't have to be afraid of a fast ball outside Mm -hmm. the off stump where I'm Mm -hmm. going to be poking at it, fishing at it. Nothing. He's very calm. He brings this, and that's what I like about this uh, guy. Even as a skipper, I think he sort of brings that across, right? Mm -hmm. But coming back to his innings, it was a beautiful Test match batting. He scored at 88. uh, His strike rate of 88, but it never felt like he was in a hurry. He's hit eight sixes, 23 fours, all classic. I think you made a point when you said. Um His first, very first ball was a full toss, but he's not looking for a yahoo. He's just guiding that down to third man. For exactly. Ball.
0: Yeah. Right. From yeah. Sam
1: Curran, I think you mentioned, right? Yeah, Sam Curran, the first ball he baseball. So that uh, is indicative of his mindset. Look, it's different coming in at 3:30, right? You are absolutely right. At 3:30, you have nothing to lose. He could have gone for a quick 25, a yahoo of 25, thinking that let me get my team to 375, let me get my team to 400, we're done. Because by the time yeah, walked, but
2: let let's not forget that it was still day two.
1: Exactly. You're so right. He,
2: yeah, so I think he had a lot of time and he also had the composure uh, to take it a bit slow. And slow in the sense he didn't try any rash shots. Exactly. And anyway, the the English bowlers were already tired, so they were spent mentally as well. I think they, yes, they yes. played all... I mean, they bowled all over the place and then they just took advantage. And if you look at his end score, I mean, also Dowridge, yeah, nothing to take... Uh, I mean, take nothing away from me. He also scored a century there alongside him. Although... Holder, of course, outpaced uh, Dowridge. But mm-hmm. those two guys, you know, they put up 300 plus uh, partnership and then that's basically game over for England.
1: Of course. Look, mm-hmm. I think uh, Dowridge played the perfect second fiddle uh, mm-hmm. supporting role there. It very much a drive it to a Lakshman. right? And, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you was gonna, you're going to say makes. that, I know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, no, it's always like that. It, it rarely works that both people are attacking and have the same number of runs or some such. But look, and he's his, if you look at it as a proper test match innings, uh, strike rate of about 52, keeping his captain company. And this guy is blasting. And it doesn't look, when Holder hits, when Holder hits out, it doesn't look like he's, there's no effort. It's sometimes KP showed this. KP was 6'4", uh, I think uh, Holder six 6'5". So it basically means, uh, when you look at the way they play, long levers. it doesn't look like even, so, for a shorter guy, I see that at my full extension, I cannot time it after beyond a certain width or a certain, mm-hmm. um, let's say, distance from my body. For him, it's not a problem. Those long livers kicking at that distance from the body. It's so natural, it looks like, when he's hitting to the offside, right? Also, mm-hmm. some, there were some good pulls. I think there was a extended session of short ball bowling at his body by Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. He handled that really well. He was not at uh, 100 then. I think he was in his mm-hmm. 60s, I remember. All this boards really well. So what did, what, you see, you can't score a 200 if you don't have the technique for it. Well, there are a couple of real rare exceptions. I would not take anything away from Jason Gillespie, but he did score a 200 against Bangladesh, right? This was not that sort of a pitch or that sort of an attack. And this guy scores a 200. They bat on and on. I was, I think I, I was one of those people who were trigger happy. They, I'm like, yeah, 450, declare, declare. Even I was treating all these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw that, no, they played out, they had enough time, there was never going to be any rain, they were not worried. They made sure they batted all the way till near the end of the third day. He got to a 200. And the bonus was, there were no wickets on the third day, right? So neither <laughs> Western Indies nor England gave a wicket after 18 wickets second day, yeah. you know, helter-skelter. They are now back to sort of classic test match cricket, 340 runs, no wickets given. But, you
2: know, you know it kind of uh, it kind of made me wonder if it's, the pitch had uh, suddenly changed uh, from an up and down to a uh, batting paradise. It did sort of,
1: it did sort of. On smoothly. the third day, on the third day. You know, second day, I think England gave away more wickets, but there mm-hmm. was still some spice in the pitch. By yeah. right? the third day, I think it sort of completely flattened out. And England yeah. showed for a large part of their approach, they did show that this is fine, right? If mm-hmm. you look at the England second innings, look, they were they were batting okay, so they started strongly. Even at the ab- about the one hour mark on the fourth day, they had only lost one wicket, which was Keaton Jennings. So I would like to just mention one quick thing about Keaton Jennings. He looked like he was just happy absorbing the bowling. He didn't look to score at all. In in this circumstance, it's not a bad thing. In this specific innings, but. You know, I, I noticed this trend when it comes to England openers. They sometimes become stroke-less.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I when remember, they're offered
2: a loose ball, they
1: miss out. Maybe. Because you're in this mindset of just blocking. Because the one other guy I can compare him to is Nick Compton. I think Nick Compton suffered for being strokeless Because he would sort of get into this mindset of not being able to score. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe Sanjay Bangar used to suffer with this when I saw him back for India. So, but Or maybe he had a limited talent. I don't know what being the case. But in this case, he was completely strokeless. Rory Burns played a very good innings. He was very unlucky to miss out yeah. on 100, right? But then the moment Rory Burns got dismissed, uh, sort of uh, the middle order, look, they played, they did their part, 30, 20, yeah. 30, 26, yeah. you know. Butler, Stokes, Root, and West. They were okay, but then there was no big, there was usually one in the top three has to stay. So you now this usually happens even in that great Kol- Kolkata innings, Lakshman was at three, if you remember, right? The, usually these sort of rescues and chases also, if you go a little back, uh, Angelo, Matthews and uh, Mendes if I'm not wrong, Mendes was 4, Matthews may have been 5 or 6. So somebody in the top order has to sort of take the initiative and keep going, right? And uh, they didn't, none of them did once Burns got out, the rest of them were sort of making up more strokes I think Ben Stokes looked really uncomfortable but I would like to give him credit for hanging on for 82 balls because yeah, it's, I think, it's, a, it's,
2: a, uh, it's a surprise that he was able to stay as long as he did
1: No, Gabriel yeah. tested yeah. him out Roach no, tested. but
2: even before that, Holder was bowling him a consistent line and length just outside of stump. He was trying to hit every ball through the covers, missed a, almost every ball in an over. Happens, it was quite
1: happens. funny. It was quite funny. No, but it's. I think he's matured as a test batsman. So, one of my tweets earlier today was, why is he at five? I think he showed why. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I saw that,
1: yeah. He's sort of also in England, he had a couple of… Uh, sorry, in Sri Lanka, he had a couple of these very… A calm innings where he would only score thirty or forty out of a hundred balls, but he had done the job that was required because yeah. around him were stroke makers Butler Ali, you know. So he's able but, to take but that. But you
2: know, yeah. But I think Joe got out to a lame uh, dismissal. I think ah. he was uh, just guiding the ball to the slips. I think that was not a um, good. Ball. That was. That, good. I, he was very unhappy. I think he was very livid
1: with it himself showed. when he. It yeah. showed. It's rightfully yeah. so, right? And he's then the, Butler the was very fluent for
2: uh-huh. as long as he stayed at the crease. Uh-huh. Uh, Ali <laughs> For uh, he, he got a pair this match, right? Yes. yes. So He was out for a duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Folks was out for a free catch. Uh, you never <laughs> so expect so those was to butler, stick, right? at sometimes, yeah. So was, yeah. But, was Butler's catch. I think uh, Butler's I think was more uh, uh, anticipated. I think it was he, was he was he had more time. But yeah, yeah. With Folks, sure. I think there was no time for that guy. at Short leg, yeah. uh, Hetmyer. Yeah. Yes. And um, one of Adil, Rashid, yeah, Adil Rashid. Adil Rashid was caught on the boundary. Uh, Sam Curran. Was the last wicket to fall, and then who took all these wickets? Chase. Spare a thought for this guy, you know. This guy, uh,
1: Rastan Chase. Yeah. He's Raston.
2: not a real uh, bowler, right? I mean, he's just uh,
1: a batting all-rounder. Well, let's not use the word real bowler anymore. He is a real so, bowler. Yeah, because you, got you his don't wickets, get an eight right? far if you are not. <laughs> if you are not a real bowler before today, from today on, you <laughs> are a real bowler. He has fifty Test match wickets now. Does he? Wow. Yes. He completed 50 test match wickets. It did not look good before today. 42 wickets out of 27 tests. It's more like see when you're an all rounder. So mm. that's the thing, right? You should average between two to three wickets at least per test, mm. with an average of batting average of 35 plus. That's when you're really considered an all rounder. He's almost clocking that 27 tests, 50 wickets. Not bad, right? But an 8 for 60 is, is a wonderful look. There are a good wow. couple of good catches, couple of bad shots. None of those count, man. In the end, an 8 wickets for 60. Wickets column. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's better than an 8-for-71 Warren took in all of his 700 wickets, right? That's fantastic. <laughs> wow. So, if you think, and just a couple of stats, I would like to wrap up this, you know, this summary of this test match with, with a couple of stats, very good stats about Holder and um, Dowrich It was a 295 and partnership. It was the third highest 7th wicket partnership in the history, right? Mm. This is all great. But at the end of the day, if you look at all that, apparently, this is the second time they have partnered uh, f- to score more than 200. right? Can you guess who the only other uh, partnership is out there or was out there mm-hmm. who scored mm-hmm. more than 200 when they batted together? It might come to you as a surprise. Go for it. I don't it know. It was Dhoni and Lakshman. Where was this? Yes. And the most important point is below the sixth wicket. So, not... Below not, sixth not wicket. Okay. Okay. Where was this? Where was this? Do you remember? One was in Cal- Kolkata. In fact, both were at Kolkata. So, mm-hmm. one was in 2011. The other was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And it's Kolkata, so Lakshman will play big. right? Yeah. But, of course, Dhoni also had a 100 in both of those innings. One of mm-hmm. them was, unfortunately, against West Indies. If I'm not wrong, the other was against South Africa. So, mm-hmm. if you remember, in 2011, when South Africa lost in spite of uh, AMLA scoring 100 in each of those tests.
0: Yeah?
1: Mm-hmm. So, this was nearing the... Um, Period where Indian batting was very strong. It was those Fab Four sort of thing. Mm. And mm. Uh, so the only other pair in the history of Test cricket to have added more than two hundred, apart from uh, La- uh, Lakshman and Dhoni, are these two: Daweish and Holder. You would not have thought that, right? So, so that's uh, late-
2: quite a big company. I mean,
1: right? uh, privileged, Fantastic. elite company. Yeah. And the other one I would like to point out to you is, I, I claimed last last episode that uh, Holder is a much improved cricketer, right? Mm -hmm. So, in the last year or last 18 months, I would like to back that up with a few stats. If you look at his second half of 2018, Holder averages 45 with the bat and 12 with the ball.
2: 45 and 12. Wow.
1: This is better than Joe Root when batting or Anderson when bowling, right? 35 wickets at 12
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: uh, I forget the number of runs but an average of 45. But how
2: many matches, how many innings has he played?
1: uh, I think about 11 innings. Right, so two, okay, yeah, two or three full tours, so it's not bad at all, man. Because now, can you imagine what this 200 not out will do to that? And he only took two wickets, but what he brings to this team is this consistency and this calmness. If the rest of the team can take it on from him, believe me, this team is going to go
2: places. And he's because, just 27, he's just
1: yes, 27 years old. Uh, we'll see how long he can captain, all that is good, but what I like to see is. This may eventually become the resurgence, if not now. There have been a couple of false starts over the last four or five years. West Indies are resurging, etc., etc. We sort of get uh, enthusiastic because also he has a very young team around him, right? Mm -hmm. Gabriel is one of the older people in this team and he's 30. So is Roach, right? The rest of them are all very young, under 30, right? It's very good. And Bravo, unfortunately, he didn't make a comeback. We have to say something about him, but he could not really do much with the bat, but he will remember being a part of the winning lineup, right? And I think he'll get another test or two tests for sure. I don't I think, think he will play this series. I think they will, they, they need him. And he I... has
2: uh, he has the experience uh, to uh, you know. He was
1: the only batsman who averaged more than forty in that lineup actually, <laughs> right? which actually
2: dropped after this match. It's now thirty nine point oh, six.
1: Right. So he has a point to go. <laughs> there you go. Right. So yeah. So that was a round up of uh, mostly. Yeah. Beating... The
2: one last thing I I would like to mention. This was it. a defeat. By three hundred and eighty-one runs by England, or West Indies winning over England by three hundred eighty-one runs, oh, and wow. I, I think I saw a stat somewhere on the while watching the tele television, uh, you know, broadcast that this was the third biggest
1: win for West Indies. West ever,
0: Good. yeah, they
1: deserve it. They deserve it. Amazing. They really outplayed England, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And the other thing, just one more stat. I think I forgot to mention this earlier that together now Anderson and Broad have a thousand Test wickets. Congratulations this is a to them. It's amazing. Touching. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know how many other pairs had it in the history. If you look back, right? Yeah, maybe. A
2: maybe?
1: Yes, very good. That's one, I think. And the other one that swings to mind is Murli and Vas. Maybe near the end of their careers between them, I think they had 1,000 test matches. How many pairs are there, man, who are able to achieve it? Unfortunate that Broad was not on the pitch when this happened. But, you know, probably next test match, maybe they will get it together. Get if I can spend just a minute talking about what would happen. For the mm-hmm. next test match. Um So I don't know if there will be a lot of changes when it comes to the West Indies, you know, let's say, of course, uh, team. But mm-hmm. I think England will look to make some changes. So when I look at the, you know, uh, the lineup, Sam Curran goes out and probably Broad comes in. But looking at the pitch, they may still retain two spinners. But I have a mm-hmm. feeling Adil Rashid cannot play. Jack Reach may come into the equation. Jack Leach, right? Mm-hmm. The rest of this order looks okay. The batting looks... Uh, there is a lot of potential to bat deep. Stokes I and mean, they may have to use him a bit sparingly and so same with Anderson but with broad coming in they'll they'll get that breather I think right mm-hmm. so when I look at it um the next test match starts uh, on the 31st so there's not a lot of time I think they earned a day which is a good thing for them 27th they get uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow so it's a good thing for them but uh, still only a three or four day turnaround and then it's at the north sound Antigua that that yeah. is a lower slow pitch from that wrong. so I think from what I see, it sort of makes sense that two two spinners play. And if you look at it, there is no place uh, or there is no... Alzari Joseph from miss out. Even though they said don't change on a spinning uh, or a winning combination. Sorry. So, um, maybe Alzari Yes, Warikan? Jamal Warikan would come into mm-hmm. the team for me. Yeah. Because and I don't course. see
0: yeah.
1: really another spinning option. Chase, because of the way he's bold, I think he'll be promoted to the... Full-time spinners' role, as you say, mm-hmm. and then I think we saw a bit of uh, Campbell bowling. It doesn't look like much really.
2: One more thing I would like to mention: I think yeah. Dowrich was injured, or uh, he was off the field. Um, he was yes. not yes. keeping uh, during the yeah during fourth. the last day of play, fourth, fourth yeah second innings of England. Yeah, So, yeah. so I made the, I don't know if he's going to play in the next game. Shea Hope was. Uh, Substituting for him, also playing in the 11, of course. But,
0: oh,
1: he's, I think, the limited doors keeper, right? Yeah, so, uh, so good yeah. for them.
2: I think an option it's there. now
1: a trend, right? Most yeah. teams like to have a spare keeper already. <laughs> and in some cases, like England, probably too. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I wonder when India will do that with Dhoni and, uh, uh, you know,
1: this guy, Dishapant. I know, I know you've been clamouring Pant <laughs> to be included. We'll see how goes. Because let's not forget there's already Karthik and Rido, both of them oh
2: yeah we already have karthik right yes. i
1: forgot totally so, forgot sorry how many keepers do you want i don't know in the 11 but in the test matches uh, it might be an interesting thing right We're but
2: england to... had three right amazing this this, yes. this match they had three ben fogs uh, Butler and then uh...
1: Look, F- folks Best had player. a wonderful debut. He scored his really long beginnings in Sri Lanka, made sure England won, right? Mm. So it was tough to drop him. And of those three, he might be the most natural keeper. But uh, apart from that, maybe that might be another change they may be looking to do. It will be a bit harsh mm. on him, but uh, they, they, they well may include a it. full bowler in his place and uh, sort of uh, maybe somebody like Sam Karan may retain his place. Folks may miss out and um, Broad may get in. But we'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. will see. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. yeah, go for it. Let's go for the next one, right? So uh, New Zealand and India. Yeah, man. One day series. Let's take a quick look at that. So, So, did you see both the matches,
2: Gary? Only some of it. I watched uh, the second innings actually. Uh, So I, I I think the first match was a uh, was a pretty much foregone conclusion as soon as New Zealand were dismissed for uh, 155. So, India would
1: always chase that down. It was not really a problem. I it think credit goes to Shami, the first time. Yeah. I give a yeah. lot of credit to the way they've opened the bowling. So, just to summarize what happened so far, India are leading 2-0. So, they have won both the ODIs at Napier and Mount Manganui, Yeah, And in the first ODI, so as you say, New Zealand were bowled out for 156 and 157, sorry. And the moment uh, they were able to uh, resume, uh, they were able to, uh, yeah, let's say it was easy. It was very easy for India. Maybe you want to add something there?
2: No, I think you uh, you already uh, summed, summed it up uh, pretty nicely.
1: Um, so, it was, it was a
2: pretty straightforward win for India. Just another day at the office, professional performance.
1: Yeah. The first ODI. Of course.
2: Um, something about Williamson in the first ODI? Yeah, he was the only guy, right? He was the only guy who batted. There was nobody else around him who tried to uh, stick around and uh, make an impact so i think uh, the spinners did their job um, and uh, one of the other things is it's a 5 day series a five five match series right this is a one-day series exactly yeah yeah so i remember uh, ian smith uh, in the commentary mm-hmm. saying the first pitch at napier was the most seamer friendly uh, in the series the other pitches were expected to be more spin friendly and new zealand did, did not do well in the first match already so oh, i like and this you, mm, <laughs> The <laughs> fast bowlers have turned up, right? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: and then the second ODI, we we saw what happened. Uh, second ODI was uh, India batting first. India, I think, wanted to challenge themselves. That's what Virat Kohli said. They wanted to uh, uh, play and bat first uh, mm-hmm. and then see how their uh, top order and middle middle order performed when they were not looking at a target. They've been chasing a lot these days, so they, it would be nice to you know uh, put some runs on the board to start with. Mm -hmm. Um, So they did that I think they played 320 odd Uh, They had a very good start Uh, The openers Of course uh, Rohit Sharma And uh, Shikhar Dhawan They've been doing So so well consistently All these days Mm
0: -hmm. It was another
2: day At the office for them Like I said And then uh, um, They kind of Lost their way In the middle order I think they slowed down a bit After uh, Rohit got out And then Virat Kohli Tried to push the score up Then he Mm -hmm. got at the end of uh, 39th or 40th over And he even said that he had a plan to accelerate between 35th and 40th over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tried to do that and he got out. Uh, and then um, Dhoni and uh, Kedar Jada finished the innings. Well, I think they, they did well to get 320. But I think they were looking at around 340, 350 when they started. When Rohit and Dhawan were uh, playing. So it was... Uh, in the end, it was enough. You know, If you look back, I think it was good enough. Um, spinners stifling New Zealand. They were bowled out in this game. I think but, uh, even before, even during the 40th or the 41st over, so they didn't even finish their 50 overs. Nah, um, not,
1: yeah.
2: And yeah, I think they they were good only in patches. Uh, Dougie Bracewell, I think he put up a fight. He played a yes. uh, fighting innings towards the end, um, attacking innings, mm-hmm. uh, but that was pretty much it. I, I can't, I can't really think of anyone else. But um,
1: I think uh, Latham had a 34, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, the rest of the middle-order were 20s. Monroe had yeah. a 31, but not at a very fast clip, right? Kapil yeah. failed both the matches, surprisingly. So, just a couple of things, stats-wise to mention, or let's say people-wise. Mm-hmm. So, I think New Zealand are also trying to sort of work out their um, best 15 for the World Cup. You can see this, right? In the mm-hmm. first match, uh, Saudi had played, but now in the second match, they included Colin DeGrant home in his place, mm-hmm. right? Also, I think Lockie Ferguson is trying to be is uh, given a longer run, so that he's able to make that second or the third seamer's position his own. Can he be the
2: next Shane Bond?
1: Mm-hmm. I think he already is. I mean, he's yeah, already okay. Yes, he's fast. He's very threatening. But then um, he doesn't have the experience. So in the last two hours of the or the last two to three hours of the Indian innings, I think they took him for a few runs between Jadhav and uh, Dhoni. But he is capable of bowling 150, 150. He plus. did. He, I think he yeah. may have touched a 146 and 147 in the second ODI. I right? think he,
2: in the first ODI was that. Yeah, it was the first ODI. I think he bowled a 150 something to exactly. Kohli, and then Kohli hit a four. I think
1: he just yeah. used this pace square cut. Ah, yeah, Kohli looked in sublime touch in both the innings. He made yeah. a couple of forties, but they were some of those cover drives were sublime, man. I can't. Yeah. I can't use any other word. But coming back to the New Zealand squad, I think mm. in the second ODI, I would like to credit Ish Sodhi for the middle order, middle overs, mm. right? That yeah. slowdown in the middle overs was basically because of him keeping one end tight. They couldn't uh, do much on the other end. Grandom and Monroe sort of went for a few runs. Mm. I think they have identified that um, to fill the fifth and the sixth bowlers' slots, right? So mm. they're trying to find a few people. They also, Jimmy Nisham is currently injured, but he may come back into the mix in the fourth and the fifth ODI is what I read. So I think they're going to continue to experiment with that, with their bowling lineups. Their batting lineup looks very settled, right? It's actually very powerful, and uh, but then unfortunately, when it delivers,
0: when it delivers, yeah.
1: And what you said in the second innings, uh, second ODI, you were right that you know India were sort of twenty runs short. You're absolutely right because the way they were going, they needed twenty runs more, and I think they had sort of made up their mind when they started that. If you look at the previous Pakistan versus New Zealand ODIs that happened here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think in Mount Monganui, I think 320 was breached more than once by either team. So, 320 was sort of par score on that pitch. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I think they were able to uh, only mm-hmm. get to a par score, but their bowlers bailed them out. You're absolutely right. Kuldi Yadav, I think, is making the uh, return uh, statement when yeah.
0: uh,
1: what Chahal did. So, now, between them or between the spinners... They're able to really tie New Zealand down. It was the same story in both cases. Yeah. Even though the fast bowlers were not very effective in this match, or mm. uh, you know the, the, the spinners really came to the party, and it was a comfortable victory in the end. So that was a nice. That was a, for me. Let me put it like this: it was a surprising beginning. I was sort of expecting India to stumble a little. Mm. This 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 Indian ODI engine is so nicely functioning. You can you can see it's all the gears and levers are clicking and it's all clearly working out so nicely. I'm very surprised mm-hmm. at that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I think they're they are they on a roll at the moment. You, you okay. see how well they did in Australia. So, it's kind of expected. I think the top three is never a problem. Of course. Uh, I think the, out of the top three, at least two of them always deliver. And mm-hmm. even Kohli delivered. I mean, even though he didn't score a 50, I think he did well today. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: but apart from that, I think you have enough. Yeah, I mean, there is enough firepower. Yeah. All right. Uh, nah, Dhoni uh, but Doni, uh, Doni coming back to the four. I mean, he's he's playing well again. He's back in form. He again played a fifty, I think, today, right? He did score a I think. But yeah, close to fifty, yeah. almost. Yeah. So, um, so this boards well for uh, indeed yeah, uh, for the World Cup.
1: Let's see if they can continue this form. I only uh, hope you know they they're not peaking too early. This is my only thing.
2: Yeah, but, but, but I think they will get a chance to relax. They will get a chance to relax when they play against Zimbabwe.
1: Just before. Really? Is up. that why that series has been arranged? <laughs> because it makes no sense because you have IPL after that and you play Australia before that. <laughs> I really don't know what that is. But okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see in the upcoming episodes. Just a small, you know, funny thing. There was a sun uh, uh, Cricket was stopped for the first time ever, I think. In, uh, in international cricket, I think. Yeah, because of yeah. sun, too much sun. But apparently, it happens on the ground quite often. Mount, uh, no, but yeah. this
2: was discussed, apparently. Okay. Uh, Ross Taylor said uh, in this interview that uh, in this, during the stoppage, Ross Taylor uh, was speaking to uh, somebody and then he told, mm-hmm. this was actually agreed. The captain said agreed that uh, uh-huh. if there was a stoppage like this, they would they would actually go off the field. I so see. it's
1: nothing, on, it's um, thing. nothing uh, abnormal about it. So yes, the funny part about it is that uh, the mayor of Napier said, "Be a man or be men, and come on, get on with it, mayor." Mm-hmm. So that's the funny part. So somebody suggested the mayor, you know, I think you should raise <laughs> some funds and try to turn the Yeah,
2: w- 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 pitch when around. you speak of mayor, yeah, when you speak of mayor, I, I, I remembered something. You know, when West Indies won against England today, uh-huh. um, the Prime Minister of Barbados she came uh-huh. down and then she congratulated all the players. Of course. Yes. Yeah, so
1: that was a good gesture. Did of you know part, how much it means to them? No, no. It's an island nation. And I think uh, quite quite it's a
0: yeah.
1: unifying uh, thing because it also brings a lot of revenue and other things. Right. Mm. So I was listening to this Line and Length Network, which is the mm. Caribbean broadcaster, mm. and they were talking about the amount of tourism, increase in tourism and other things. So uh, it's, 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 a, it's a unifying factor the islands and I like that right also it brings a lot of revenue and as you say uh, prime ministers and uh, presidents being present in Caribbean is not a new thing
0: it's, it's no but then again
2: um, yeah I think it's it's a good it's uh, it's a proud feeling for the West Indians you know they they played really well in the in this test match hopefully they can put up a more consistent performance they cannot I mean um, England have to really bounce back and bounce back hard to make a yes. match of this series I think otherwise uh, they're staring
1: down the battle Right, yeah, go ahead, don't worry. And then I really hope that England are able to, as you say, bounce back. Coming back to the ODI series, I think let's move on to the other one South Africa versus uh, Pakistan. A lot of things happening there. So, the first three matches, at, right? There were three matches, uh,
2: yes. So, let's look at what happened. Well, first on... one was by Pakistan, one was by Pakistan, second and third, Ooh. South Africa. Was the third one, only yeah, two. yeah, there were three matches.
1: Ah, Maybe I'm mistaken. You're absolutely right.
2: We talked about the first match in the previous Already. Episode. Oh, so there yeah. were
1: only two matches for this week, I'm sorry. This week yeah. there were two matches, yeah. So if we quickly at, take a look at the results of what has happened. So first thing, so you can see uh, in the second ODI, so mm. uh, in this case, South Africa bounced back and they limited Pakistan to 203 and they com- comfortably won that match, right? Mm. So there were probably some nervous moments for South Africa. And then, uh, but then, uh, Doosan and uh, I'm sorry, Miller played out a l- comfortably, and then Pahlukwai was able to finish this beautifully with Doosan. So, uh, we'll talk about the elephant in the room slightly later, I think. I'm leaving that out to the end of the talk about the series, if you don't mind. Right? Yeah, sure. I think sure. Yeah, that. We, we know what, that
2: one, yeah. what
1: that's about. Yeah. So, in the first, uh, in the second ODI, of course, I think Hasan Ali made a big difference along with Satra Zahmad. With the bat, and they were able to take Pakistan to 200 because it looked like at one stage it might even be 120, 125, but they were able to push it to 200. So Hassan Ali is, I think, pushing for a all-rounders role in the team. But then Andile Phehlukwayo, who had a wonderful second ODI, both with the bat and the ball. Right, he was deservedly the man of the match. He took four for 22 and then came back with the bat and scored a very good 69. Yeah, finished the job. So that was good. So, at the end of the day, that was the second match where they won comfortably. But in the third match, Pakistan fought back, which was to be expected, right? Mm. Would you like to quickly go through what happened in the third match? Yeah, of course.
2: Uh, Imam ul Haq scored a century. Yeah. Um, and uh, he kind of, you know, he, he celebrated in a very special way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, To silence his critics. Um, uh, so he made a gesture weird gesture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barbarazam was good as as always, uh, consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hafiz played a 50, I think. Yeah, and then yeah. Tmedlo, the I think it was a generally a good performance. I think they finished yes. well. They scored 300 plus. It was a good score until Oops. the weather came in, until the weather uh, changed things
1: for Pakistan. Of course. Yeah. Usually, um, so what I would like to add here is uh, I think 317 was a very challenging score on that pitch. It was not going to be easy, right? Mm-hmm. So here, what I would like to um, uh, comment on is the way South Africa paced their innings between the two rain breaks. Usually, after a rain break, the team that comes back out to bat has a bit of time trying to adjust, right? So they were always sort of behind the Duckworth-Lewis run rate when the first um, interruption happened. But by the second interruption, they were able to quickly, quickly, uh, you know, raise the run rate to such a point where. Uh, not losing a wicket, but still scoring at 6.5 and over. That's what they were able to manage, mm-hmm. right? After placing in Lisa Hendricks, they deserve a lot of credit on this, right? I think they may have gone at 6.2 rather than 6.5, but that, that, that in itself is a wonderful thing against such a powerful bowling lineup of Pakistan, yeah. right? So um, now, if you were, that's that was what happened on the field. Now, another thing that unfortunately happened on the field, that uh, took up a lot of media space this week, right? Another thing that you, as you mentioned previously, something that uh, is a notorious thing to happen. It's still uh, doing a lot of rounds. Yes. So, this is what, uh, unfortunately, Sarfraz ended up up saying. Uh, So, I'll not repeat the exact quote, but I think he used, uh, what can we consider a slightly racially charged term while uh, sort of addressing a delay? uh, Um,
2: Slightly is... uh... It's it's
1: subject to, uh, you know, I would say. uh, I might be a bit uh, hesitant with my adjectives, Mm. uh, possibly, but I think you get the meaning. So in this Mm. case, uh, when he referred to Andile Pellicuayo as a black guy, I think uh, it didn't sit well with the world media. And especially in South Africa, well, I think it's in such a racially charged, uh, they have such a racially charged history You have to be really Mm. careful while using certain words. It's it's a
2: sensitive uh, topic
1: very sensitive. And yeah. they still are trying to come to terms with how to you know, uh, reconcile with what has happened over the last 50-60 years there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unfortunate that this term was used. I think uh, I'll, I'll say just one small thing in his uh, in defense, though it doesn't really, really require any defense because it is sort of indefensible. But I think he was just referring to this guy by who he is rather than... Using it in a derogatory way, but that is still wrong. That can't be defensible, right? So uh, what happened is uh, he was able to go apologize in Paluwa Club, accepted his apology. Then Faf Plessy, as the captain of the team, also officially said yes, we accept his apology, right? But unfortunately, I think he left the door open for ICC to still adjud- adjudicate and maybe pass out a sentence because. Um, in this but case, can you do
2: anything, Faf, can you do
1: anything to stop uh, further uh, action being taken by ICC? Yes. So, mm-hmm. in ICC rules, what I read, there is one way in which if the teams reconcile, and if they agree that they have reconciled, ICC will stay out of it, because this is also a cultural mm-hmm. thing, right? Okay. So, what Faf said is very clear for me, that what he says, what he says, we forgive him, and we are a forgiving team, yada yada, so we forgive you, mm-hmm. and uh, we accept your apology, but then these things can't be brushed under the carpet. When he right. says that, he's saying this is not the end of the issue for us. Mm. He does say that they have a history and they have to be very careful. So they can't afford to brush this under the carpet. By saying that, he's clearly saying the reconciliation is not enough. We mm. would like to see a sentence or a, some sort of a penal penalty being imposed. So I think ICC is now sort of convening their... Um, they are, let's say the people that will need to listen to what has happened from the both sides, and maybe they'll be. This is his first offence. Uh, Sardar is first offence, and hopefully, it'll be his last. So, what I get to hear is it might be uh, four to eight match suspension that he is looking at effectively, right? And the four sooner eight, it comes, wow. out, mm-hmm. yeah, the sooner it comes out, the better because that will affect their World Cup preparations, right? So, well, at, uh, they absolutely. play.
2: Is that in also including tests or uh, only one day?
1: Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Okay, so the, the
2: next series they have is, um, you know, they're playing one-day series right now in South Africa. So, they finish yeah. three. They have two more ODIs, three T20s. Yes. And then, uh, subsequent to that, they have five ODIs against Australia. So, he has some cushion, I would say. No, and then they play I, in
1: England. They play in England uh, before the World Cup. I, just to round up this matter, I, I have a feeling it might not be a bad thing if he gets to sit out. I mean, <laughs> you don't know how okay. it will come. Uh, we don't know what sort of a sentencing might even happen or any penalty may be imposed. It might completely, uh, ICC may completely say they're satisfied, mm-hmm. right? So, let's see what happens. But if a sentence or if a penalty were to be imposed on uh, Surfras, I think he might benefit from the break. So it's enforced.
2: Pakistan team might?
1: I think the think? Pakistan team itself in the bigger picture may going forward. It's a World Cup year, right? Do they have a backup keeper? backup keeper yes uh, i think the, they have a rizwan mohammad rizwan who is traveling mohammad
2: rizwan who will who will uh, take over the captaincy if, should sirfaz uh, be suspended
1: i think this might also be an opportunity to see where the captaincy uh, mantle may lie in the future
2: Baba, i think afif
1: Babar azam or fakhar zaman for the short of formats would would be options i think imam is still too young and there's still mm-hmm. too much to say and i think his celebration showed the uh, I think he, it was rightfully, uh, you know, he was very frustrated with all the talk about uh, his uncle being the Chief Selector, yada, yada. So, but at yeah. the end of the day, it might go with, uh, it might be Baba Azam, unless one of Hafiz or Shoaib Malik may be persuaded to take it on in a very yeah, short. Shoaib
2: Malik uh, might get his due, right? His
1: due. Uh, I don't see it as a due man. He was at some point in time a captain and I don't think they did right by him then. But going forward, it will be a stopgap. I don't see mm-hmm. them replacing Haraf. Surpros so will always come back uh, as a captain. So, it would bode well for a PCB if they were able to look at their options going forward or their upcoming captaincy options because for me, both Hafiz and Shoaib Malik lay in the past. So, it might be a sharp stopgap, but they would do well to just test out the waters, right? Even if it means you lose a couple of ODIs or T20s, it's fine. Let's see mm-hmm. where it goes. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would go. Well, uh,
2: in, in support of Imam Mulhak, you know, his, his batting, yeah. He has a one-day batting average of over 63. Can you imagine that? No, no. I, mean, I, I It's a, I, amazing. I mean, it's 63.18 the way I say it. It's, it's about 19 innings that he has played. Hmm. He has such a stupendous one-day record. That's a good one. In terms of batting, yeah.
1: Yes, that boards so, well for
2: them. Yeah. So, I think that they have a very good
1: uh, top three. Uh, I think... Including Yeah. If, if, if uh, Fakhar Zaman can start firing, that's a wonderful... Top three, even dare I say, comparable to the Indian one, while setting a total mm. up. Okay, mm. some mm. star supply, conditions supply, but mm. still, uh, I would say um, that's not a bad one. And look at the depth they have with uh, Hafiz, Sarfraz, and Shoyamalik, Malik. Right, that's a, that's mm. a very good batting order for me. So, yeah. um, so let's uh, I think let's move on from the South Africa Pakistan series as well, and then a quick mention to the Indian women's team they have uh, won comfortably against uh, new zealand by thrashing them in the first odi so it was a low scoring affair i remember and uh, i think uh, smriti Mandana played a very patient hand to score 100 mm. right and then take india home so that's really well done them well done to the indian women's team a quick mention to them and then um, now if you were to uh, take a quick look at what has happened in the meantime with uh, pandya and rahul affair i think a sort of uh, common sense has prevailed and uh, the COA have been uh, advised to sort of suspend their bans temporarily at least uh, until an ombudsman can be mm. appointed. So the amicus curiae, right? So he has been uh, sort of uh, appointed. So it's uh, um, so Mr. Narsima, Mr. P.S. Narsima, who's going to be the amicus curiae from the Supreme Court, has persuaded uh, Diana Idulji to at least suspend the sentence or sus- suspend the sentencing until a later date, so that these two can get on with their careers. Right?
2: But who happens to be
1: celebrating her birthday, Diana Adulji.
2: Oh, wow. 26th, 26th of January. So, best well wishes spotted.
1: to her. <laughs> well spotted, Giri. So, our best wishes to Diana Adulji, and we hope uh, you have a long and uh, successful uh, term in the COA, and also you're a very celebrated critter. So, you know, well done, Diana. So, now, coming back to this uh, affair, I think uh, now they're sort of uh, capping it up, by saying the Hardik Pandey will join the senior team in New Zealand and Rahul will go back to play with the ODI, sorry, the England A team that's playing England, right? The A team, sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: So that, that's, that seems to be the right move. So I think uh, sort of common sense has prevailed. Though what irks me a little that there is no consensus or no sort of an idea what to, how to deal with such a situation. So I'm worried what will happen if such a disciplinary matter or such a let's say, um, a bureaucratic matter, if I may use this term, comes mm. up. What is your thought on this, Giri?
2: Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, if they have to always take a judicial action like this, they need to have a process. No, but, no, you I, know, but, I, no, but then again, I don't know. I mean, I, I have nothing to add here. I mean, for now, I think uh, they, they have to sit out for a few games. Uh, when that's going to happen, that's another story. They already served a suspension. If there was ever a suspension...
1: Yeah. Um,
2: no, I mean I don't know. I
1: don't know. Um, my my question was more directed towards what might happen in the future. Look, in this case, there was no process at all in place, so the ball kept bouncing between the uh, XBCS. Okay. If
2: you if you want to talk about process, then firstly education such yeah. that such a thing doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and if it does happen, they need to have a uh, very quick process. They need to have a committee which takes care of this. Uh, you know, disciplinary exactly. committee who takes
1: care of this that's what i had in mind because... and with
2: a, with a timeline for all these kinds of offenses whatever it is whether it's uh, uh, whether it's something related to uh, gender or whether it's related to i mean racial slur i mm-hmm. hope that such such a thing doesn't happen but if it does they should have a process and a timeline b- within which an action is taken and a player serves his sentence okay. or fine plays a fine
1: i think that that's a good way to wrap up that topic so yeah. i agree with you totally there that they have to have a process so that uh, this doesn't again fall in a process gap where they don't know what to do with it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, so if I were to um, go back and take a quick look at the miscellaneous topics from around the world, so cricketing world, that is. So first thing is uh, the Lomo Crow Trophy that was played out in New Zealand with the T20 played out between, a uh, sort of a invitational T20 match mm. to raise awareness about certain topics like cancer and other things. And also to shine light on these two great people from New Zealand. Lomo. Zonato,
2: uh, Martin yeah. Trove. Yeah? yeah. Who
1: both sort of died very tragically and in a, at a very youngish age. Right. Yeah. So this Rugby 11 versus Cricket 11 match was held on 25th. I don't think the result is very important at all. But I like to see that they are able to sort of celebrate their um, um, sort of their ex uh, sports uh, sportsmen. Uh, yeah, sporting heroes. Heroes. And then still mm-hmm. sort of keep the limelight on the important things. Like Cancer what Jonah Lomu suffered from the kidney disease. And, uh, so it was very nice to see So another small thing. I think the West Indian women have agreed to tour Pakistan after 15 years So they have a tour that had three T20s and uh, three ODIs So they have agreed that uh, their tour starts in fact very shortly I think uh, they will be playing the three T20s in Karachi. They have agreed right mm-hmm. and um, So, the tour already starts, kicks off on the 31st of January. So, the three T20s will be played in Karachi. So, again, this is very good news as far as international cricket is concerned. What do you have to say, Kiri?
2: That's always, I think this is a start. We have to see how it, uh, if it picks up any speed. If there are more teams who will uh, follow suit. Yeah. Um, It it may not be such a bad thing. uh, But because it's a women's game, I think there will be less limelight. On this uh, topic, I think they will not have so much of uh, beefed-up security all around the place, you know, to stop life of normal people. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I will be curious to see what's hap- what happens here. Uh, I will I will watch out for this. Uh, um, Indeed. I think we should we should watch the reaction of other uh, teams as well. I hope somebody yeah. visits uh, Pakistan. I hope somebody tours uh, Pakistan. I think they
1: exactly they really
2: need to see their cri- cricket played in front of their you know home fans. Exactly. Uh, So it needs to happen. That
1: was my point as well. That an entire generation of cricketers have missed out on this, and no more should be missing out. Eventually, this problem should be sorted out because Pakistan playing at home is very good for Pakistan cricket, and good Pakistan teams are good for international cricket. Let us put it like this. Yeah. Yeah. True. So uh, a couple of other things to round up. We can't but mention that Kohli, King Kohli, has Mm. won all three major trophies uh, that are set up set out for men in the ICC. 2018 awards, right? Yeah. This guy has been the complete all round batsman and in 2018. And it's his his achievements on field have been crowned by ICC by first of all giving him, calling him the ICC Cricketer of the Year, mm-hmm. then the ODI Cricketer of the Year and the Test Match Batsman of the Year. Sorry, the ODI Batsman and the Test Batsman of the Year. So this is fantastic. So it sort of proves to us beyond all doubts, at least in my mind. That Was there at ever the any top. doubt? Exactly. He's at the top mm-hmm. of his craft. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see is can he do it again Maybe in e this year or coming years? Can he repeat this? hat-trick. It has not been done by any cricketer so far and this is the first guy to do it. And I hope uh, him and other cricketers out there can get inspired by this. So he's, he stayed very humble in his acceptance and he said this gives him uh, sort of more impetus to perform better and achieve higher peaks in his career. Yeah. So this is great. I think going forward uh, we, we were sort of discussing to do an episode separately on Kohli right so maybe yeah i pay. think
0: we we
2: will need a lot of time to do that i think we have we'll have a lot of speak about him exactly yeah
1: all right so the one of the last things i would like to mention is uh, in terms of news sabir Rahman has been brought back into new zealand uh, sorry to the bangladesh team to face new zealand in the odis right so he
2: was serving a ban right yes
1: so i think um, so there is a bit of back and forth between musharraf murtaza and the board and the board has suspended his sentence or reduced his sentence by one month so that he can be included and this sort of reeks a little bit of cronyism uh, Let's let's not use that word, but at least it reeks a little bit of favoritism. But I think he deserves his place in the one-day team. But he has a lot of off-field defenses, and maybe uh, he's a repeat offender. Maybe the, reducing the penalty or the ban might not have been a good idea. But let's see how that goes. Because if he's really wanted in the team, I think he hope, I hope he takes this chance with both hands, stays off all... Uh, no off-the-field sort of things and then performs on the field because this is one of those really talented batsmen as well, right? He's like the Glenn Maxwell of the Bangladeshi team. So, it would be great if he can perform, right? So, just a quick update of the, on the Ranji Trophy as well. So, uh, uh, if we were to quickly look at it, so, I Vidarba. think... with uh,
2: made it to the finals. Yes. And uh, and uh, Umesh Yadav. He was, wow. uh, I think, he took eleven wickets, ten or eleven wickets in the game. Eleven wickets, I think. Yes. So yeah. would you like? To Amazing.
1: Maybe?
2: No, I don't. I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think Kerala were completely uh, outclassed. Uh, uh, outclassed. Absolutely. Totally outclassed. Decimated. Look, it was they, a low-scoring game, and then I think the Kerala. I mean, witherby uh, won one by an innings.
1: Yes, uh, hard, they so, made hardly one fifty in each yeah. innings. Kerala. So, yeah. I think the the difference in class showed there. The yeah. way he bowled. Showed it to us what Umesh Yadav is still able to bring to the plate, yeah. right? Even though he's on the wrong side of 30, he's still very good. And he's he able to. 31, I think. He's not. Yeah, that old. That's what i mean. wrong side of 30. I, I'm saying not 29, but 31. Okay. But 12-4, uh, is what I read. And uh, 12, they basically wow. shot out Kerala for 91 in the second innings, man. Wow. That's crazy, right?
2: And Vizerba and only scored 208 in their first innings.
1: So we yeah. able it was to win the
2: game.
1: It doesn't yeah. board well when you look at it as a semi-final of uh, Premier Maybe the
2: of... ground was, I mean, the pitch was not <laughs> really such a good one. It was at oh. Wynard in
1: the hill station. Sure, but I think that's a place where they have hosted other matches. But mm. I think they may have been spooked by the pace of Meshadar. Yeah. You know what I told you, good on uh, you. What a real fast bowler can do, you mm. can see it possibly. Yeah. And then, I think the match between Karnataka and Saurashtra is really nicely balanced. Karnataka leading by 276 going into the last day. And yeah. probably they'll have a quick dart at it tomorrow morning, get the lead beyond 300 and declare, I think. So, thereby avoiding a chance of a defeat. Right? Yeah, I They're think they down.
2: have... They, it's a five-day game, right? I think this is a five-day game. Oh. Semifinal onwards, it's a five-day game.
1: No, no, no. If I'm not wrong, only the final is a five-day affair.
2: So, okay.
1: 28 is the last playing day for the second semifinal. Right? So, no. tomorrow is 28. So, that effectively... Oh, tomorrow is...
2: 28 is Monday...
1: Ah, then you are right. So it's a five-day game. You're because right. Because I,
2: I I was watching this live uh, and I heard the commentator say. Ah, sorry, thought.
1: my bad. So maybe right. the, the knockouts are five days. So I'm wrong. Yeah. So sorry. So in this case, um, I think uh, I think the, this is really poised on a knife edge. Again, it's one of those old uh, first-class cricket truisms. Yeah. That says If the last total that needs to be scored on the pitch is the highest of the match, then it's mm-hmm. the toughest thing to do. Right. Yeah. So they're yeah. all. I
2: think they they they, they have to. You know, said Batman at the crease. Shreyas Gopal and Abhimanyu Yeah. Uh, they have put on, I think, uh, let's see, more than 50-60 runs now. So, should be good. I think uh, it's going to be very close in the end. A quick word
1: about Shreyas Gopal's uh, all-round efforts in this match. I think he mm-hmm. scored really... Uh, he batted really well in the match. So, he scored at 87 in the first innings. Took a wicket while bowling. He only got mm-hmm. to bowl five hours. But that's fine. But in the second innings as well, he's played a very useful hand of 61. So, if at all Karnataka were to win this, Mm. It'll be purely based on his batting, right? Yeah. And in terms of, uh, I think, um, Saurashtra, they have uh, a very strong batting order, and of Pujara comes in at four in that batting lineup. So, I, I think this will make a very mouth-watering uh, last innings going forward. So, I'm very curious how this will. Pan but out.
2: Karnataka bowlers did really well. Uh, Runit More, this guy, he got six wickets. Uh, oh. He was bowling with a lot of venom. He has some pace. He bowls in the mid one thirty mid one thirties. I see. Uh, so, he, he, he was good. I watched him live, actually. I happened to watch him live. Was it on? Or, television? On television. On television. On star or some such? Or I was on star channel. sports. Star sports. I see. I see. Yeah.
1: Ah, so, I watched this
2: live and it was quite a good spell. I think he bowled about 9 or 10 overs on the trot.
1: Wow. He bowled okay. his
2: heart out, basically.
1: Well done, uh, man. In,
2: in the first innings. Uh, Vinay Kumar was not so effective, but he was keeping one end tight. But it was good. good. I think you, you should watch. If you have a chance, you should watch the
1: last two days. Let me, let me check by tomorrow if I'm able to find a link or uh, maybe we'll have a chat yeah. about this. Yeah, we'll yeah? have
2: a chat. I think it's a good game. You you should watch this.
1: Yeah. I would love to watch it, man. Lovely. That's Thanks for bringing it to my notice. No worries. So, now, uh, this basically wraps up most of the things we wanted to talk today, right?
2: Yeah, so, we had a lot of things to talk about today, right? I mean, there's so oh, much yeah. cricket happening around the world. Uh, we don't want to miss out on anything, and then it ends up, you know, being a long conversation. But it's a good one, I thought. Nah, this even if it ends
1: up being a slightly longer episode today, I think yeah. we'll 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 make do with it. So, uh, just a wrap up, some housekeeping, right? Yeah. So again, I would like to remind all our listeners, thanks for all your feedback, and going forward, keep, keep listening to us, interact with us on Twitter, right? Our uh, cricket, uh, our Twitter handle is at Armchair and then uh, our mail ID is armchair.cricket at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to leave uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts. It really helps us. And then also send us your comments and questions. So in order to sort of get this started, in the spirit of getting this, um, let's say, interaction started, I would like to start off by asking a trivia question, Kiri. Right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So uh, the trivia question for this week is, can you name any cricketer of any? Indian descent, or let me put it, uh, from the subcontinent, who may have represented more than one country at the highest level, at the international level, right? So I would like to, just as a clue, take your mind back to the events about 70, 80 years ago where uh, there were multiple countries created from a big uh, region in the subcontinent. So if you go back to that time, I think you can come up with many names. So the question is, can you name any cricketer from the subcontinent who has represented more than one country at the highest level? This is the question. So, please tweet us your answers or get back to us uh, via the mail, armchaircricket at gmail.com, right? So, um, this is good. And um, also, we have a very jam-packed week coming up, Kiri. So, we have more one-dayers in the South Africa yeah. versus Pakistan series and maybe one of the T20s as well. Then we have more one days between India and New Zealand and, of course, the two ongoing test matches. So, both... Um, West Indies and England and Australia- Sri Lanka have a test match coming up. So, a lot of cricket. Also, yeah, I think on the, the details.
2: On just one second. Uh, on the 27th, uh, Sunday, we have a match between uh, Pakistan and uh, South Africa. It's the pink match. Pink ODI. Aha, pink Later ODI. Yeah. It's a day so
1: ODI. It's a
2: special one. Yeah, it's a day match. So, do… guys. Uh, okay.
1: yeah. Maybe you can join us on Twitter, guys. Join yeah, I think Twitter. we'll be there.
0: Yeah.
1: Lovely. So, thanks for bringing that up, Kiri. All right. So, um, thanks a lot for uh, listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Armchair Cricket Podcast, and I hope you keep listening to us. Thank you.
2: Thank you, guys. See you next time. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket
0: Podcast.